25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Oh, God, we love him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, a little bit of everything on this show today, on this Wednesday, in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Check them out at favrates.com because there are hometown heroes. That's local Farm Bureau insurance agents in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. And they'll be happy to help you. Great thing about your local Farm Bureau insurance agent is it, it doesn't matter when that unexpected event or that fender bender happens. It could be Saturday night at 11.30 p.m. and you pick up the phone, call them on their cell phone, and you're talking to your local agent at their home. They live right down the road. That's the way it is at Farm Bureau. It's the way it ought to be. It's a comfortable thing. They do their best to kind of make it comfortable when things all of a sudden get uncomfortable. So give Farm Bureau a chance if you have not already. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. We stay connected here on the show because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Check out the C Spire Health app if you haven't already. Go to cspirehealth.com. Sign up. And that way, when you have minor health problems, instead of you know minor ailments, instead of going to the doctor or sitting in the office and driving a long way away, or worse, just hopping on into the emergency room, even though you don't need to, you can, with the Seaspire Health app, pull it right up on your phone and you're video chatting, video talking face-to-face live with a medical professional at University Medical Center. That's the Seaspire Health app. All right, coming up, the baseball stuff. I'm gonna, we're going to discuss this. I want to see where you are on it, but I don't want to delay some of the really nice people who are texting the show. On the text line, it is 885-ESPN. Got the number? 601-885-ESPN. It's also 885-3776. So text the show that way. Wes, this is long here. Wes said, guess uh, what, man? I heard you talking with Bart yesterday, and you needed a toothbrush toothpaste. Well, my wife is the Colgate manager for Mississippi, so I'm sending you and your family via UPS all the toothpaste and toothbrush uh, you want. Tell Roger to text me your address for work, and I'll... Uh, send it off. He's, what did he say here? Uh, he's going to drop Roger off a packet there on county line. Look at that. Hey, All man. right. That's really nice. I oh, like Colgate. <laughs> and Wes wants to go fishing, too. Got a good fishing hole down here. He says, I'll show you how to catch a bunch of spotted bass and largemouth bass. Come on with that now. <laughs> I'm all about it. Bulldog That's Blitz good right there. has good eating. That will... Um, they are fun to catch. Spotted bass. They don't jump. Spotted bass hardly ever jump. I don't know if they ever jump. It's kind of the opposite of smallmouth, but they are fun to catch. 
Bulldog Blitz says, is it true that Leach recruited Will Rogers while Leach was still at Washington State? Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case. been reported that Will Rogers' first scholarship offer was Mike Leach and Washington State. Now, again, that's second or third hand, so if I'm off, y'all let me know. Earlier today, someone tried to say the Lamonis train and and then backtracked on that. And Jackson Mailman says it ought to be the Lamonis limo. <laughs> oh, okay. Ghost Texter says, as long as Brady leaves the playbook, I'm fine with it. Go Tigers. It may not be that simple. It probably isn't that simple. Denzel says, uh, yes, the Boston manager was let go. So Cora was let go by the Red Sox. They mutually agreed to part ways, a.k.a. he was fired. Brooks gave me that same information, that according to ESPN yesterday. All right, Matt, in regards to stealing signals, and I'm going to pose the question and let's get into this here. The question is, Have you ever stolen signals in a baseball game? That could be any age. The Houston Astros just fired a bunch of folks, just got fined $5 million, and basically their 2017 World Series championship is forever, forever tainted and will always have an asterisk beside it, even though it's not going to be vacating it because the, the leaders in Major League Baseball are smart enough and heady enough to understand that vacating anything is a big old waste of everybody's time, and it means absolutely And please tell that to the people in college football and college sports. Please, Major League Baseball, tell the NCAA that we aren't stupid enough to believe that vacating anything amounts to anything. It doesn't. Good on Major League Baseball for not even fooling with it. Why? Well, what if you vacate it and give it to the people who lost that game? Right, which they won't do because that wouldn't be fair either. You lost. You have to win to win. Now, the winner cheated, so they don't get it. But you can't then just give wins to the loser. So, Like a, like a forfeit. Right. Yeah. So Matt says this. I never stole signals, but I had an opposing coach in football that sure knew my checks and audibles, so I started doing hard counts and got free yards. Okay, so you got them off sides and stuff. Hard count, you know, is what it is. Well, here's my story. <laughs> that's a great point that's a great point I don't know why I didn't think of this Kevin on the uh, Kevin on Twitter you want to see it I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter Kevin says are they going to be called the Houston Asterisks now <laughs> the Houston Asterisks yes and we'll let that one wear off in about 10 years when they have entirely new people how about that no, here's my story. This would be spring 1995. I was a senior in high school. Our baseball team, Prattville, Alabama, that particular year, we did really well. I want to say we we set some kind of record that year. We, we were good. Uh, we didn't win the state championship. We were in the semifinals, so there were four teams left, I guess. We were one of the four teams remaining in the playoffs, and then we we, we lost, so we didn't make it to the championship game. Uh, my senior or championship series, my senior year. We had a good foot, uh, good baseball team, guys that played a little college baseball, and uh, we set some kind of record. I think it was for home runs. I think we set a record for home runs hitting the season at that time, and then 
course, since then, it's been busted wide open several times, I'm sure. We had on our team a young guy who was, his name was Keto Anderson. He was drafted very highly. He never made it to the majors. His older brother did, though, who was a teammate of mine, Marlon Anderson. Y'all remember him, played for the Cardinals and Dodgers and Mets. Um, had some of those. <clears throat> anyway, and we were in an early season game, spring 94, in the Mobile area. I think we were playing Satsuma, but I can't remember. Uh, but but I know the tournament was at Satsuma. But I just can't remember what team we were playing. And in this particular game, I will admit, as we're batting and I'm in our dugout and I'm looking across home plate, the home team or the other team in this case was on the first base side. So I had a really good vantage point watching the coach sitting on a bucket in their dugout giving signals to the catcher who was then signaling to the pitcher what to throw. And it did not take long. Because in about the second inning, I realized I had stolen their signs. I could, I knew, based on what the coach was doing in their dugout, what pitch was coming, and it was surefire every time. And all it was was two options. This is high school, and all it was was off-speed breaking ball or fastball. So I told my teammates in the dugout, I'm going to let you know what you're getting. And at first, a few of these guys were like, I, I, looking back on it, there was a few that were like, I don't know if I want to trust somebody telling me, you know, they want to see it for themselves. But after a couple of batters, we all realized Matt's got the signals. And so what we did is <laughs> it was, we alerted the batter by chanting either their name or their number, which as you know, you go to a game and you'll hear, you know, number 25's at the plate and you'll say, all right, here we go, two, five, let's go. Base runners 2-5, here we go. <laughs> or you call his name out. Ryan or Randy or Matt or whatever. And so if the batter goes there and digs in, he hears his name, he's getting a fastball. If he hears his number, he's getting a breaking ball. And at some point, our coach, his name was Roger Lambert, um, I think he, ca- he catches wind that we were doing this. And... Um, he asked me about it. I said, yeah, I've got him. I'm letting him know. He gave me a little frown, but he didn't stop us from doing it. <laughs> and I think it was because Coach Lambert didn't really want to approve of stealing signs and tipping it, but it wasn't like he was going to stop us. <laughs> okay. So was that right? Was that wrong? Again, it's many, many years ago. Before I tell you how I feel about it now, I'm interested in how you feel about that. That's a true story. Should that be happening during games? Is that uh, bad ethics, poor etiquette? Is that an unwritten rule of baseball, a no-no? Or is that common, that kind of thing right there? Now, again, high school baseball team, we stole the signals. And we did not have iPhones, or any technology of any sort. What's wrong with it? Okay. What? Is, okay. If you outscore a guy on an IQ test, it's because he's dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, if the coach is dumb enough to have him so simple that you can figure it out, and you're not using anything but your eyes and your ears. Using eyes and ears. Okay. Every time and there's a football game, Roger, every football game I ever played in, the defense on the other side, on the field, 
is trying to figure out what my snap count is going to be, is trying to figure out what my hand signals mean. Do you know that 90% of the Omaha, Omaha that you heard from Peyton Manning every time he played? About 70 you watch Dak Prescott play right now for the for the Cowboys. And he does as much barking at the line of scrimmage as any quarterback in the NFL. You know, about 75% of that really doesn't mean anything. It's to disguise the stuff that does mean something. Because he the, the one that said he's going to get the you sandwich on the way home. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I, that's um, that's part of the game. It's when technology is introduced into this thing of the 2017 Astros, and then that technology is then coordinated with several individuals from the outfield to the dugout, then to the guy at the plate letting him know in a major league game what pitch is coming. It's that, the introduction of all those elements that now make it bad, wrong, against the rules, obviously, which is the, the big stickler. It's against it's the rule, okay? So it's against the rules, but there's a reason the rule's in there, and now people have been fired. <laughs> and How's multiple rule, people fired. How's the rules Specify. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I just think what it says is that it doesn't specify you can't steal signals, but I think it does specify you can't use any kind of technological advantage to to for the purpose, the express purpose of stealing signals, which is kind of what they were found to do. Now, I posted. At, at, give you an example, okay? Let me give you an example. There's stuff coming in, and we're I'm going to give you some responses to this. On uh, Twitter, I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. The tweet went out just a few minutes ago to alert everyone that they can click and watch the live stream of this on Twitter on Periscope. And in the title for that live stream, it says, Have you ever stolen signals in a baseball game? Bart Gregory, who was on the show yesterday from Nanawaya, Mississippi, played ball growing up, and uh, obviously you know who Bart is now, Sportscaster of the Year. Uh, here in the state of Mississippi, and does um, has been doing baseball in different capacities for Mississippi State in a, for a long time. He retweeted that. He said, yes. In other words, you know, have you ever stolen signals? He says, yes, but in a correct way, by figuring out signs when they are in plain sight. That's part of the game. And the reason a catcher changes signs with a runner on second base, using technology to see things someone can't see from the field, that is a travesty. That's Bart Gregory. And I, I agree with that. Landon on Twitter says, We tried to steal signals during every game in JUCO. We learned and practiced a system of keys to look for while being a base runner at second base. We probably got them 50% of the games we played in. Bosun Bulldog says, While playing varsity baseball in high school, we would relay the pitch to the batter while on second base, either arm straight down for fastball, or off to the side for off speed. Problem was, I couldn't see that far. So no telling how many of my teammates I struck out. <laughs> Danny says, heck yes, it's part of the game. Have you ever stolen signals? Yeah, it's part of the game. Steve Robertson replied, so that's how it works. He With a, a gift there, that's how it works. You steal those signals. But I agree with what Bart said. When we are using technology to see some things that you can't see from the field in plain sight and coordinating 
about four or five different in- individuals with this technology, an iWatch, a screen behind the dugout that's supposed to be for the purpose of the coach to look at when we got to review things in Major League Baseball, a camera in center field. Now we're the Patriots. Okay, Gator Nation, I know you're a Patriots fan, but I'm going to say like it is. Now the Astros are the Patriots. Now the Astros are the Bounty Gate Saints. And heads are rolling for it. Hard to deflate the baseball. It'd be tough to do, wouldn't it? Unless you're uh, Roy Hobbs in the natural. He knocked the cover off the ball when lightning struck. Can't make this stuff up. (laughs) There he goes. Roy Hobbs. The best there ever was. <laughs> what a movie, man. What a, And what a soundtrack. John, uh, is it? No, Randy Newman. The Randy Newman. The guy who did Short People. Did Short People, the I Love L.A., political satire in the 80s. He did the soundtrack, most of it, for The Natural. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Bulldog Barney sends me a text. I'm going to get back to the football thing, Bulldog Barney. I just wanted you to know that I um, got it. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. All right, so on the baseball thing, Bill says in regards to they had a Little League game where a parent was stealing the signals and actually just calling them out, which is just incredibly brash and wrong and totally against the spirit of youth baseball. Um, The guy should be banned from a Little League ball field. Bill says, a few parents called him out, but that started to get heated, so they let our coach handle it. His response was changing the signals mid-game and used it to confuse their hitters. I hear you. So instead of you know, a fight, we just outsmart him. He said when the other team's parent was yelling out, Watch for change up a fastball zip right down the pipe and so on. He looked like a fool. There you go. That's one way to turn it around. But parents just, I mean, how I hear stories of things that are happening with parents at little league baseball games, and it will, it will make you fear for society. I mean, just incredible. Billy says, I think all of this is nonsense. Like Roy Oswalt said, it's gamesmanship. Steroids is actually cheating. So I thought about that when I was driving down the road today. The 2017 Houston Astros, I said it earlier, and nobody batted an eye. Nobody would. 2017 Astros World Series Championship, forever tainted, and will also always have an asterisk whenever it's brought up, whenever it's written about, There'll be the the sub-note. There'll be the parentheses there. Asterisk. They'll always be... The 2017 Houston asterisks, like we said, I mean, it's going to happen. But what about, uh, you know, San Francisco Giants? You know, the home run record? Any game Barry Bonds played in over the last 10 years of his career? Roger Clemens strikeouts? What about all that? All asterisks? Do we look at it that way? What about teams? Really, what about World Series teams? 
Any asterisks there? Because you had cheaters all on them, right? I mean, it's just if we want to call them cheaters, steroid users, performance-enhancing drug users, all those going to have asterisks also? And what about Pete Rose? Pete Rose managing betting on his own team. I guess is all they could prove on that, right? Betting on his own team, banned for life. People stealing signals using a camera and an iWatch to win a World Series. What, banned for a year? Hmm. It's really interesting to me. I mean, I think there's some tough questions to bring up about all this stuff. Real hard line there on the gambling. Very hard line on that. You think now with legalized gambling in so many states, I, I, I can't believe that we're not going to hear more gambling uh, scandals. Scandals in the in the near future. Well, do you think in 2017 um, that affected a lot of people's gambling, their bets, the way they bet on that series and bet on those games? What if you lost thousands of dollars? Oh yeah. What if you lo- what if you lost thousands of dollars? Gambling on the 2017 World Series to find all this out. He may end up with his legs broken somewhere. Yeah. Kevin on Twitter says, MLB has a seven-second delay to avoid this exact thing. They were using in-stadium cameras to steal signs. They had a calculated plan of how to relay the signs. That is not part of baseball. We'll continue next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Sing it, Randy. They had no reason to live. They big old lies. <laughs> this would be hate speech now. Yeah, that's right. It was a hit today. Well, and it was all a joke. Yeah. He's not that tall himself. Right. I think the first time I ever heard that song, I was a kid, and the youth group, or the, the I say the group, the youth at my church, I was young, I was a little kid, but we got to watch the youth, they were doing this skit night or something, Roger, and a couple of them, they had these things where they had these great big oversized shirts, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, Puppy shirt. Yeah, it went all the way down to their knees, and so they had pants on, but the pants were down to their knees and made them look like they had a little bit of short legs, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they did a little dance to short people. I was like, this is weird. This is weird. <laughs> Even at that age, I knew it was weird. All right, back on the show, I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Roger, you're going to enjoy that country-pleasing sausage. Oh, I can't wait. Y'all, listen, let me just tell you real quick. I got to go uh, hang out and see the operation at Country Pleasing Sausage yesterday down there on Highway 49. 
and came home with some of it, more than a little of it. Now, I've got a long way to go. i got a lot of it to cook and try and sample. But last night at my in-law's house in Vicksburg, my father-in-law cooked up a bunch of that sauce. We basically had breakfast for dinner. I love that. Eggs, grits, biscuits, mm. everything. And we cooked up a bunch of this sausage. I came, Henry uh, suggested for me there at uh, Country Pleasing in uh, Florence. And there were several kinds that I liked. We had some that had pineapple in it. We had some that was like three cheese, three different kinds of cheeses in the sausage. My favorite was this green onion. I've it, had that before. It's good. Well, you've got a package of it, I think, Roger. I don't know if you do or not. You have to look through yeah, it. I, I, I saw it in there. Buddy. one with the green label. Yes. Yes. Dad, gum it. That's the best stuff I've ever put in my mouth. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Man, you know, he, yeah. he, I don't know how many miles out of his way, guys, he came over and no, gave me some of my that sauce. No, yeah. I don't worry about that. It's not out of my way. That's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the, by the way, thanks to Chicken Hog for dropping off some. Uh, he hooked everybody up. He too. hooked everybody up. Some deer Get sausage. well soon, Chicken Hawk. That's right, Chicken Hawk. If you're listening, man, get well soon. Call us as soon as you can so, and let us know. And we'll pray for you in the meantime. Okay. Uh, you want to be a part of the show, you can be. The text line is 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That is a 601 number. You want to call me? Do that. The Divinity Equipment phone line wide open to you. I'd love to hear your voice. It is 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. We were talking a little baseball a bit ago. Show did. Talk baseball because two things about baseball. Number one. The Dogpile Podcast is back. The first episode of 2020 posted last night. It's on my Twitter feed if you want to look for it. It's an interview with Chris Lamonis, head coach, Mississippi State. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter, but anywhere you get a podcast, just search Dogpile. You'll see the logo with a baseball there. Subscribe, and you'll get them starting now. We're a month away. And uh, also, check it out. There's a link there on my website, mattwyattmedia.com. Next, regarding baseball, the Astros, did they win the World Series in 2017 or not? Firing people, the coach fired, the GM fired. Some guy who was coaching there, he's now with the Red Sox, or was, he got fired. $5 million fine. It's dreary and wet. I know the sun came out a little bit today, but if that won't get you ready for some warmer weather and some sunshine and sunscreen, I don't know what will around here. Okay, so uh, on that subject, the question was, have you ever uh, stolen some signals? And um, was it wrong what I did in high school? I told you about a game where I I picked up what the signals were coming out of the opposing dugout, and we started letting our batters at the plate know about it. We called out their number on a fastball, or called out their name on a fastball, called out their number on a breaking ball. We won the game. We did. The text line says here, if a team or player gets in trouble for stealing signs in baseball, why do coaches and players disguise signals? Just make your call, and if the other team steals it, they get in trouble. Hmm. Somebody's thinking. Boo Shaker. (laughs) What a name. On the text line says, nothing wrong with what you did using technology 
was the problem for the Astros. And that's right. We've pointed that out. And I think, you know, we're pretty much all in agreement because as um, my Twitter followers have pointed out, Kevin pointed this out. You know, if you watch a game on television, there is a seven-second delay on a television broadcast from when it actually happens, from the time it happens to the time it gets on your TV screen. And he says they were using in-stadium cameras to steal signs. They had this calculated plan of how to relay the signs. That's not part of baseball. I agree. Bart Gregory said on Twitter, using technology to see things someone can't see from the field, that's a travesty. Somebody, this is a neat comment on the Facebook stream, uh, the show here streaming live on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Do me a favor, go like and follow the Facebook page if you haven't already. New content there every day, including a live stream of the show, nine out of ten days when this thing, uh, this show goes on. Uh, the comment was from Dell on Facebook. He said, I wouldn't say I stole signals, but I sure have learned the other team's signals. <laughs> so there's a difference between stealing them versus Learning them, huh? Let's go to the phone. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. I got a question for you. I kind of texted to you, so you got a heads up. All right. I'm arguing with these folks on Twitter about whether KT or Mr. Schrager there would be good in Leach's offense. I think they're going to be superstars, you know. Get all these receivers running the defense off, and then they can take off Mm. if they can throw it. But anyway, their argument is that their their completion percentage is kind of crappy. And so my question is, um, how much do quarterbacks progress from one year to the next, you know, because they're both – freshmen when they played well i mean it 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 varies obviously that the natural thought jason is that guys do get better as they get older i mean seniors are supposed to be better than freshmen you know and all this kind of stuff i mean so it does vary when you hang around a program it's all about improvement i would tell you too i think there's some reality in this idea that look in major Division One programs, Jason, players don't don't seem to hang around very long if they're not developing and improving. Yeah. And and I'm not insinuating anything, but I think there's a reality to sometimes coaches at these places go, "Hey, man, it's not working out for you. You're not getting on the field here. And if you want to play, you're probably going to have to go somewhere else." So there's encouragement at times with those guys who don't develop to maybe transfer. But yeah. but let me just tell you this too, Jason. <clears throat> Nothing in the past of these quarterbacks, no stat, no completion percentage number in high school, no completion percentage in college previously, none of those things are going to give anybody any accurate indication as to who's going to come out of that quarterback thing next year playing for state. Yeah. None of it's yep. going to indicate anything. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you. Completely different offense. That's it. Completely different and completely different coaches. Yeah, thank you, man. It's all all different. Jason's right. It's a completely different offense. Completely different way of learning it, coaching it, and the first time for all of them. We don't know anything. And no stat's going to give you an indication either. We just have to see it if it's going to happen or not. Good call. Stick around. 
Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. This is the tough thing here. Billy on Twitter says, what are your thoughts on the former teammate, Mike, is it Fears or Fires being the alleged whistleblower? Yeah, the whistleblower being a guy who was on that Astros team. That is a tough part of it, you know, and you wonder, you talk about unwritten rules, you know, if you break rules or and you, you know the guy goes and blows a whistle. Does he get blackballed or not? I mean, that I heard that conversation out there in an interview. Uh, also, talking a little bit about the sign stealing controversy. I guess it's still a controversy, I, even though they've handed the penalties down now. And the Astros get really zapped. And and the one penalty that I haven't even mentioned in this is the loss of draft picks. I mean, that's probably the most impactful outside of for the individuals, the GM and the manager. For the team, yeah, they give you know fine five million dollars, but they're losing first and second round draft picks. I think in the next two drafts, so they got they got zapped pretty well. Let's talk with a baseball guy about it. Uh, kind enough, to, uh, kind enough to call us on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. Coach Shanks, Coach Doug Shanks, coached a lot of baseball in his career. Semi-retired coach. It's great to hear from you. What's up, Matt? How you doing? I am just right. Uh, I was enjoying the conversation. I'm way to practice now. Uh, I, I work with pitchers out at Hartfield now. Great. But anyway, about about six or seven years ago, uh, I was playing an unnamed national university in the SEC. And that morning, I decided to drop by and say hello to the, the head coach, who was a friend of mine. And the secretary waved me on back through. And I walked into the assistant coach's office. And on a giant TV screen, I immediately recognized it was a University of Alabama pitcher on a video and the assistant coaches were looking at it and it was taken from the stands behind first base. And the minute they realized I was there and saw it, they immediately cut it off. And I mean, they were videotaping the Alabama pitchers is what they were doing. Mm. And, uh, that just blew my mind. I mean, it was a big deal program, you know, Mm. and that was like six or seven years ago. So the next weekend I played Alabama and, uh, they were good friends of mine. And I said, Hey, by the way, you guys are getting ready to play. They got one of your pitchers I know because they were looking at him. So anyway, I just thought it, it's rampant. Everybody's looking for an edge. Everybody's looking for it. And and as far as you know, Coach Shanks. I mean, you've been in the game so long, and in one dugout or the other, when it comes to players trying to pick up signals during the course of a game, they're using their own eyes. Whether it's a runner at second base looking at it, or whether it's you're trying to see what the coach is doing in, at, in the third base box and all that. That's okay, isn't it? Sure. That's part of the game. Yeah. What I don't understand is how long it took them to, to get this thing. On. I mean, the players had to know something was up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that they're beating a bat on the side of a, a 50-gallon uh, rubber drum yeah. and the other team didn't pick that up, and that's what's amazing to me. Right. That, and, yeah. I mean, it took them over over two years to pick this deal up, and I just that's what astounds me. Somebody was asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, someone asked me a minute ago, Coach Shanks on Twitter, and said, you know, what about this guy who was on the team and who's alleged to be the whistleblower? But 
if they investigated this thing for three years and they said they sifted through something like 80,000 emails and all this kind of stuff in order to hand down the penalties that surely other people talk to them other than just one guy off the team. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the problem they got. How do they deal with all the players? That's right. Because I mean, the players were cheating too. I mean, they knew this was going on. That's cheating. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they didn't look, they were just looking at the, Hey, I got an edge here, but I mean, uh, you know, it was cheating. I, I, the guy that's got a pretty good take on it is little uh, Trevor Bauer. He's a, he's a little odd guy, but I'll tell you what, he's got a pretty good uh, pretty good take on it. What what was his take, or if you can paraphrase it for me? Well, I mean, he he's laughing about it because he said that they were doing this two years ago, and everybody made fun of him and whatnot. And, you know, he's a little quirky and all this, and mm. he you know he's jealous because he got beat. And things like this, but he said it's going on. He knew it was going on. He, I mean, he just had enough intelligence to realize something's up. Yeah. Well, and hey, you see somebody like you. You see somebody like uh, uh, the little uh, right-hander for the Yankees throws a ball that breaks three and a half feet at ninety miles an hour, and a guy hits it. <laughs> Man, it's impossible. You know, just, you go. Boy, he sure is talented. Yeah, he, he's either. He's either really lucky or he guessed right. One or the other, right, Coach? Hey, and listen before yeah. you go. I'm just curious, back when you had that conversation with the coaches at Alabama, hey, somebody was videotaping your pictures, what was their reaction when you told them that? You want me to tell you the truth? Yeah. He said, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Hey, Coach. He said, I'm not surprised. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I don't know whatever happened with it, but I just felt like, yeah, really, you know, I was so disappointed because I knew it was. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's funny. But, uh, anyway, I got a dose of that too. <laughs> uh, enjoy the show, y'all. Have a good time, and uh, I have never seen so many happy Mississippi State people in my seventy-three years. And I go back when they were trying to fire Wade Walker. Well, uh, that's a while back. <laughs> you, I mean, uh, but yeah, and I'm telling you, I, it, I, I just uh, am a state. Every every time you run into somebody, they're just delighted. I've never seen that before. Well, and however it turns out, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but we know this, Coach. They're selling tickets right now. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, thank you for that's calling good. me. Okay, enjoy it, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Real treat. That's Coach Doug Shanks. You know, Coach Shanks coached for, what, 15 years at Mississippi Valley State, baseball coach? So what he's talking about is he's – He's uh, taking his team there at Valley into a bunch of SEC stadiums in February and played those Tuesday and Wednesday games. And what a story, huh? Yeah, they're all doing that kind of stuff. But in terms of in the ball game, we are operating a camera for the sole purpose of stealing the signals at home plate, relaying it to players in a dugout with a, you know, iPhone, iWatch, and all that kind of stuff. It's. Um, Against the rules. Really enjoyed that phone call. Yeah, even uh, Bill Belichick was like, whoa. Why did I think of that? Even even Bill Belichick was shocked. Somebody (laughs) tweeted me and said, do you not find it odd that all of these cheating scandals eventually go back to Boston? I mean, again, because the Red Sox hire Alex Cora as the manager. He was an assistant on that 2017 Houston team, and now they've fired Cora. You know, fans are the same – all over they were talking to people in boston about that and the guy getting fired and one lady was like well you know of course uh, this kind of thing is happening everywhere and Mm -hmm. we're just getting extra scrutiny because after all we're champions 
Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, everybody just everybody right. picking on you. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Okay. It's rough being champion. It's just terrible, isn't it? All right. Back to uh, the text earlier in the show from Bulldog Barney. Tyson Brown, strength and condition, uh, conditioning coordinator. Easy for me to say, doggone, Matt. Spit it out. Tyson Brown, strength and conditioning coordinator, formerly of Washington State. I'm pretty sure now, according to Tyson Brown, is the new strength and conditioning coordinator for Mississippi State. Now, let's just say it like this. Okay, so he tweeted, according to this that I'm looking at, it's it's sent by Bulldog Barney the text line. But this guy tweeted, hey, Hail State, we can't wait to get to Starkville and get rolling with our guys. What an opportunity. We are coming with nasty, gritty effort and intensity. Just wait till you see the strength staff that's coming with us. Now, on his, that's his most recent tweet, and it was one day ago. So yesterday, that's the last thing that Tyson Brown tweeted. When you go to that Twitter account, it's at Tyson Brown underscore all of the bio and the, isn't that right? The bio and the, whatever you call it, pictures on there, everything. It still says head strength and conditioning coach for football at Washington State University. Talks about his family. He says, go Cougs. And it still says Pullman, Washington. But he's, he's been bringing it. He's bringing it. And he's been followed by a bunch of state people and did, most recent tweet did say, can't wait to get rolling in Starkville. So, uh, Thanks, Bulldog Barney. I think you know you have an answer to who probably is your next. Um, there you go. You know, from game one though, that's the thing that you talked about about every time, just about every game. Yeah, was the strength and conditioning is just not where it needs to be. Yeah, you could tell in game one. You could just tell they just whatever they were doing for whoever, wherever you know, people tried different stuff. Fine, you know, you only live once. Try it your way. Fine, but it's pretty obvious it was not working. It did not work. You know, I wouldn't call players out of shape. You don't go through fall practice and come out of, you know, out of shape. It's just they weren't in good enough shape. First game of the year, you're playing in the Superdome, indoors, climate controlled, and ran out of gas at the end of the third quarter. Not physical enough. Uh, body's not developed enough. And that goes back to strength and conditioning. And... Way, way, way too many injuries, people limping off the field and stuff throughout the year, and injuries a lot of times are a result of, you know, strength and conditioning is not up to par. And so, yes, I could see it from game one. And by that time, it's too late. There's nothing you can do about your, you know, your status as a team from a strength and conditioning standpoint. There's nothing you can do about it once the season starts. You're working out, but that's maintained. If you haven't done the work at that point, it's too late. So we'll see what the new guys do. Good show today, y'all. I really enjoyed it. Let's do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place in the Farm Bureau studio. See you then. See ya! You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.